This is the podcast, not an interview. This is a conversation. No gimmicks, just reasons. 84 reasons. Come holler at me. Start on my 84 reasons, no games, no gimmicks, just reasons. But my reason for the day, I mean, before we even get to Gainesville, we got to go all the way back to Franklin, Tennessee. For those of you who don't know what Franklin, Tennessee is, being a Tennessee Titan myself, you know, I appreciate the Titans draft me back in 2004. Got a chance to learn about Franklin, Tennessee a little bit. My next guest, Franklin, Tennessee native, Mr. John. I, see, I, I'm about to call him his dad. I'm sorry, Taylor Spirito, the son of John Spirito. What's going on with you today, Taylor? I'm doing great. It's great to be here. I'm so excited for this. Taylor, you you represent the best part of college athletics, not just college football, because people hear about the walk-on and they say, oh man, walk-ons are great. I say, yeah, but we don't know just how much, nobody, to me, nobody puts more time, energy, faith into the sport because Look, yeah, everybody hopes to be on scholarship, but you was doing it every single day. That's with your dad, you know, coming through uh, Gainesville. Talk about, I know you on scholarship now, but for those people who really don't understand what the life of a walk-on is, kind of take us into the world of what life is as a walk-on. I mean, life as a walk-on is the exact same as life as a scholarship player. You're just having to work a little bit harder, I guess. And, you know, from the jump when I got in here, I was – trying to work as hard as I could to set myself up for whatever that may be. I never had expectations for what was going to happen, but I always had goals. And so um, for me, it was just coming in, working as hard as I could every single day, trying to do everything the right way, because that's the only way to do it, in my opinion. Your dad went to Florida. You said you talked a little bit earlier. I mean, before I came on about your whole family almost went. To Florida, certain players, when they're getting ready to get recruited, it's the first time they've ever got recruited, first time they ever went on a fishing visit, first time they've ever seen a college campus. For you, was it always Florida for you to say, look, dad went, parents, I want to go to Florida? Absolutely. I mean, I was born and raised a Gator. I wanted to go here my entire life. Almost my entire family went to the University of Florida. And growing up, like watching clips of my dad play, like it was always a dream of mine to get to put on the uniform. And when it presented itself to me, it was a no-brainer. And I was pumped to get to join the team. Now, Taylor, we've seen some of these, you know, walk-on videos that go viral, you know. <laughs> now, obviously, you've seen them. And obviously, you feel great for those guys because you know how hard they work. When, listen, Coach Nav, he comes up. He said, he already said, he did a little different. Listen, I'm going to get the suspense out the way. We got two guys going on scholarship. Did you have any idea that he was going to be calling your name? Actually, yes. Uh, Coach Napier called me into his office the week before uh, that announcement happened because he wanted to just let me know so I could tell my family and that they would all know. But I didn't know how he was going to bring it up to the rest of the team. And it was like just waiting, waiting to see when he was going to announce it. And so the excitement on my face and like the surprise of everybody else was real because I didn't tell anybody on the team. Nobody knew. So Coach Napier calls you up to his office. And number one, for those who don't know, when the head man calls you up, that's like the principal's office. Like, what is he calling me up for? I didn't do anything. Absolutely. <laughs> you, it, it's like a gift and a curse. I want him to call me up, but I kind of want to have some type of, I mean, could you kind of give me like, you know, 
Like, I mean, what if a flag or something let me know? But when he sits down with you, the initial conversation with you and him, what is that feeling? Because like you mentioned, you like, you know, hey, coach, I appreciate even you allowing me to be a walk-on on this team, which is very, very prestigious as well. But when he tells you, hey, Taylor, listen, we love what you've been doing. You embody, you know, the University of Florida. Obviously, you had orange and blue running through your blood well before you even knew what a football was. But then he says, we're going to put you on scholarship. Do you sit back and say, do you hit him with the, are you serious? Or it wasn't just, well, man, you know, prayers and hard work and dedication really paid off in that, in that regard. Um, but he told me I was, it, it felt crazy. It was hard to believe. That's what I kept telling him. I was like, I can't believe this is happening because it's what every walk-on dreams of. And, you know, I had been on the team for, like last year was my third year. And, you know, I obviously wanted to get put on scholarship. That was ultimately a goal, but I didn't know it was going to happen as fast as it did. And so when he called me in and talked to me about it, it was, it was a dream come true. And it was just surreal, honestly. And that's why I kept telling him, thank you so much. I can't believe this is happening. I know the Gator Nation is uh, still rooting for you, still rooting for Coach Billy Napier. We know what he, what he has the ability to become as a great coach, right? We know about X and O's, attention to detail. What makes Billy Napier a great man? A great man is that he cares for each and every person in this facility on a personal level. And that was something that struck me when he first got hired. It was day two of the Napier era, I guess, of us out at practice. And he already knew me. He already called me by my name. He was like, okay, Spirito. And it was like, he already knows me and he's been on campus for two days. And it's it's crazy because that doesn't normally happen. I was just a walk on like at that time I was not high on the depth chart at all. And so to see that and then he carries it out like with every single person. Like I said, he has a personal relationship. He knows you deeper than just your name. And it, it, it means a lot from someone like me who was a walk on before. Spiritual, I see, you know, obviously I be, I be, you know, full transparency. I be Twitter stalking y'all to, to figure out what y'all doing. Cause I want to know about the person, you know, I, I do 84 reasons because I want people to root for the person, not just the colors, not just the university, which we understand Gator Nation is crazy. That could be a good or a bad thing, depending on who, who you asking. But when I see you at, you know, the NCF or YMCA and you say putting smiles on these young people, because we know how hard it is to be, to be to be on be one of the 85 scholarship or walk-on guys in Florida, that's some of the that is the most prestigious seats in the state of Florida. That's taking nothing away from that team on the panhandle, taking nothing away from that team down south or in the <laughs> middle of Florida. But when you run out there with them and they going crazy, like they got first they got to hold it back. Hold on, let me introduce who they are first because Gainesville, Florida is near and dear to my heart, obviously. But when you're at the YMCA, how much does that help you understand just how much you represent the people? I mean, it does put it into a certain perspective and, you know, we've done multiple things like going to YMCA. We went to the uh, Veterans Association Hospital here in Gainesville not too long ago and just getting to go meet people in the community is something that I really, really enjoy. Um, in my personal life outside of football, um, I'm a young life leader. Um, and so that's a big thing that I do here in Gainesville. I go uh, to the Buholtz High School here in town and it's just a big part of my life is getting to give back to the community and get to know people in Gainesville because I grew up in Tennessee, but I was always here in Gainesville trying to watch the games and stuff. So it's cool to get to be a part of this community and get to see 
like how much people really care about this team. It's it's awesome. Now you you listen. You a Tennessee you a Tennessee kid, born and raised, Franklin, Tennessee. Beautiful, beautiful suburb, a beautiful outskirt of, of Nashville, up, up 65 South. Listen, I, I I love my four years when I was up there in Nashville. One of my one of my best friends in the Sorry. world, Troy Fleming, who went to Battle Brown Academy up there in Franklin, okay. Tennessee. So you know, I know a little bit. Franklin is a beautiful city, man. I mean, it's it's, it's like it's like if you you too young, but if you ever mentioned like this show called Dawson's Creek, it just looked just a beautiful. Everything is just beautiful in Franklin, whether you live in the city or city, but. You bleed orange and blue, not that Tennessee orange. How did right. the University of Tennessee never even? I know your parents went there, your, your people, but I know that Tennessee had to be calling saying, "Hey, man, you got to live on the rock to know to not know what spiritual is up there doing in Franklin, Tennessee." Uh, it's an interesting story for sure. Um, I really blew up during my senior season of high school, and I I had some big games in the playoffs. You know, I that's when I really like had my chunk of like film and so it was towards the end of my senior season and Tennessee like was never reaching out but I heard from like other schools in the state of Tennessee I heard from Austin P and like some of the smaller like division two schools um but other than that like I was always I set on the University of Florida and so when I got the opportunity to become a walk-on here it was that was it I wanted that and when I got that that's what we were doing now you obviously made obviously you know st stuck with the family tradition coming down here to the orange and blue, but that two tone blue I know you root for the two tone blue on Sundays when it comes to them Titans. I Tighten saw up, baby, <laughs> absolutely. I yes. saw I saw you were like me, D Hop. He he becomes he becomes a Titan. You already reached with a oh my god, we got D Hop. Now this is the thing you don't know, Rand Carthone, the current GM for the Titans, played with me at Florida. You see what he's doing right now. Yes, now, being up, being, listen, growing up, what? I don't know, about 30, 30 something miles from the stadium. It's been too many. The stadium had too many names. We're just going to call it Titan Stadium because it's been a lot of names. Coliseum, LP Field, too many. What was it like growing up a Titans fan? Because the thing about the Titans is, for those who don't know, they, they ain't always been in Nashville. You know, they first got there in Memphis. They come from Houston. What is it about that two-tone blue to let you know, look, man, I might not be a University of Tennessee fan, but when it comes to Sundays, y'all already know what my allegiance is. Absolutely. The Titans organization has been one of the biggest things that i followed since a kid because when you grow up in Tennessee, like, there's not a professional sports team in Middle Tennessee for every sport, but, like, it, the Titans were. Like, the Titans and the Predators, it's like, I'm following them. And so growing up as a Titans fan, like, it was like, we're going to get over the hump. Like when I was a kid, we were like always like doing well, like fighting for the division title. But like when we got, when I got to high school and like into college, we really got better. And Derrick Henry had those big seasons. It's so fun. I love the Titans. I, I'm excited to see what uh, Mr. Carthon does. When you, two, listen, two way after in high, you know, high school caught the, what, if I can remember correctly, my memory, if I can jot the memory a little bit, what caught the game winning touchdown past four seconds left on the clock. I think in the quarterfinals, like in the, I mean, you, you, as you mentioned, your senior year, you was able to really just shine. But you said once Florida, once I knew I can go to Florida, I'm be a walk on. What is that feeling like? Because it's different for you, uh, you know, Taylor, because most of us play the football play. But we want to go to a big time school. That that's that's you know somewhere Miss Captain Ivy's is saying yes. That's what we want to do. But you growing up watching, you watching your dad. You know you you know if you you know find a film of him watching him 
but you run out there. Like, like you you run it out there. That 30 on your chest, that spiritual on your back. What is that feeling for you? Because it's, it's different for those who just want to see the dream of playing play. It's different for you because you're saying, I'm not the first, you know, I'm not the first spiritual to come out here. But I want, Daddy, I love you, but I want this for me. I want to know what it's like to run out in the swamp. And for those of you who don't know what that feeling is, if you can bottle that up and sell it, it will sell out in seconds. There's a reason why we run out. Then they do the national anthem because you are out of breath. You have no breath left. What is that feeling for you being a legacy player like a Miles Graham, like a like a Jonathan Odom, even though he's not? What is it like for y'all? Because for you, it's always Gainesville, Gainesville, Gainesville. But now you finally running out and you making it, you know, you made the dream come true. Like I said before, like things like that are just surreal. There's nothing like running out of the tunnel in the swamp before a game, especially in those games against Tennessee at night or any of the big ones like that. It, it's there's no feeling like it. And I take a lot of pride in like those moments. I try never to take those moments for granted, especially when we run through the tunnel and then go pray in end zone. That's honestly probably the top moments of my college career so far is like really getting to take in the moment in those prayers when I'm sitting there in the end zone and I get up and I look at the crowd in front of me and I just scream, let's go. Like that is just the epitome of college sports and just like getting to do it for the team that I've always loved is unlike anything else. And I tried not to take it for granted. If you're from the state of Florida, you circling Florida State on the on the on the schedule. If you're from Georgia like me, you circling Georgia on the schedule, even though everybody's gonna circle Georgia on the schedule. You are from Tennessee. You know, there's a there's a quarterback that went to Tennessee last year that would go unnamed that said some things that he probably regrets saying shouldn't have said it, but he did say it. But then it got flexed. Hey, man, it's Florida, Tennessee at night, right? That atmosphere was good. I mean, just to see it on TV with the lights and, the, you know, I mean, it just the don't back down, won't back down. It's just, but you're there. You, you're doing it. Or, I mean, if somebody would have put a heart monitor on you spiritual, I mean, they, they would have been like, dude, are you all right? Yeah, man. It's like, what was that atmosphere like at night? You know what I'm saying? Them boys from Knoxville coming to Gainesville. And you being a listen, you being a Tennessee now, you had to be like this, like fellas, listen, I know, I know I don't usually do this. We need to win this. Okay, we want to win them all. Make no mistake about it. We I need break. I got to go home sometime. You know, I don't know when, but when I do, I want to be able to talk trash to them, to them, to them, uh, to them uh you know, cream sickle orange wares up there. That game was unbelievable. I like that was the first game uh, SEC home game I got to play in um, in the swamp. So like that was another thing. Like you said, we had a streak going on against Tennessee at home that we knew about. We knew about what the guy said. We had it up on boards in the facility. We were, we were ready to go that game. And that was just a different kind of energy in the swamp that night. And getting to be on the kickoff team that game was electric because Trace Mack was booming the ball out of the end zone every time so I could run down in the back of the end zone and get the crowd into it. It That night was one that I won't forget from like the rest of my life. And I like can still remember the feelings that we had like on the sideline when Demo gets that pick um, on the field when we're getting them hype after we just scored another touchdown. Like that game was unreal. And I hope to have more like that down the road for sure. Everybody talks about wanting to play in the SEC, SEC football. For those who will never get a chance to do it, only be onlookers, please give the listeners 
just a small inkling of what's this like playing in the SEC? I think the thing that is different about the SEC is there's no weeks off. Um, and it's something that you really understand when you're going on the road to LSU and you come back home and you got like, we got Tennessee at home. We got to go on the road and play Kentucky. Every single atmosphere is different. And it's just the level of play is so much higher and the stakes are so much higher in every game. It doesn't matter what the records are because this is the SEC. This is SEC football and guys are going to be running around and they're going to be faster, stronger, more athletic than any other league in college football. And so it, it's different. It's a different level. Taylor, I mean, you, like I say, man, you are, you are a guy that it, it's easy to root for because your story is so compelling. Then you, then you mix in the family ties. Then you mix in the fact that they make the, you say they make sure I got to catch against Tennessee or against Vanderbilt. That those are the little things about a coach and say, give me spirit toe. What? Throw it to him. I don't care what the coverage is. I don't care because that's the part of, Football that goes, you know, people just look past and think, no, man, make sure that man, make sure that man gets some burn against these teams. He 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 didn't grow up a Vanderbilt fan. He know a Vanderbilt. No, let me say this, people. I'm saying I mean this. Nobody grows up Vanderbilt fan. If you're from Nashville, I get it, but come on now. Now Tennessee, yes, Peyton Manning. I know Jay Cutler went to Vanderbilt, but stop it. Just come on. And Vanderbilt, no, I love him, but let's come on now. Let let's 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 stop doing it. Okay, but. You you also are, are, are becoming like a whole human being. We talk about the football part, and listen, y'all got facilities now. I mean, you telling you telling Mertz and them and freaking Montreal, meet me in the hot tub and bring. Could you bring me a? a I get a pineapple smoothie with. The, could you bring y'all? Y'all got y'all got lockers that look like G five jets in there. Y'all got y'all got the best of everything, but. That part about the Gator made, the Gator good, making sure it's not so much y'all do it. They saying, hey, Taylor, what do, what do you want to do? What part of Gainesville? You talked about Buffalo's. You talk, talk about that part even more because I think we get so caught up in this NIL thing. People think it's all about the money. That's not true. That's not that's the farthest thing from the truth. At what point when it came to this NIL world did you say, oh, hey, this is where I fit? Because... We got a lot going on. Gainesville gets real big when you out in Gainesville trying to see these young people. Where did Taylor realize this is my best fit and this is what I can potentially not just seeing myself doing in my time in Gainesville. If I do choose to move back to Tennessee, whether it's Franklin or not, I could take what I've learned here into, into adulthood. Right. You talk about the facilities. I was um, the last season of being in the South End Zone facility. So I really, I really love this new facility and like understand what like that difference was. But when you talk about the Gator Made program, I think that's something that has been unbelievable since they started it. And just getting to take advantage of that has been huge for myself being a walk on. We still have the same access to it that all the scholarship players do. And taking advantage of that has been huge. I went on a player development trip uh, last summer to Nike headquarters in Oregon and getting to talk to people there, connect with people there. And I'm getting the opportunity to go to Los Angeles this spring break and meet with a ton of big companies out there. And just that opportunity that's provided from GatorMade is something that is going to value so much outside of just football. And I think that is so amazing that we have access to that. And like I said, it being the same for walk-on Saints scholarship players is phenomenal. And to not take advantage of that while you're here is like, 
you you have to. You can't not. So you you get it. You get you get the rock star coach and Billy Napier. Billy Napier makes sure he gets the rock star in Savannah Bailey. He's like, I got to get Savannah. She is she. Savannah Bailey is like eight feet tall. As far as her presence, everybody <laughs> knows Miss Savannah. But you mentioned, man. I'm. You said. No, I, I went to Nike. Like I've already been to Nike. Now I'm going to LA. When you when you having these experiences though, do you have to pitch yourself and go, dude? Am I about to walk in the freaking Nike? I'm about to go to the creative design department. I'm like, is that's how y'all make the LeBron? That's how y'all make the Giannis? That's how y'all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we got. It's like, but now, but that's a part of your experience. You go, wait a minute, Franklin, Gainesville, Eugene. I think it's in Eugene. I think I think it's in Eugene, Oregon, out there. Um, now you get to go to LA. At what point do you sit in your, you know, your your apartment and you say to yourself, dude, you couldn't even, you couldn't even imagine this type of stuff, but it's real. Yeah, and yeah, and and, and I'm on scholarship now. Like, hold on. Meaning what? Hey, baby, outside, of, I don't know how to do it with y'all. I ain't even gonna tell my age. I got to college in 2000. Y'all boys so young now. <laughs> but to know, hey. I ain't got to go to the financial aid department no more. Why? I'm good. Like I talk about just the the the, the full the full scope is what I'm saying, Taylor. Of people here, student athletes, right? And they think, oh man, Taylor, his dad went there. It's his his life is cool. He don't he don't need anything. Not realizing, no, dude, I I'm scratching and clawing for every inch, right? I'm I'm making sure that when I leave Florida, I have. Oh, well, I didn't have time to do this. Not a what if. What if I would have done this? Because I had, you know, I mean, I, I've had like different guys on here, like Graham Merce and them. I've had, you know, a bunch of your former teammates. They all say the same thing. That's, and as great as it is on the field, I'm telling you, when we off the field, we ain't, our time management has to be on point. Because I, I got somewhere to be on Wednesday. I got somewhere to be on Talk about that being able to have like a full schedule, but but I would hope that the part that happens away from football, that's what you decide. Like, look, man, I mean, no, I decide where I go, y'all usually with a group of each other. It's usually a bunch of y'all. But man, you get to go to freaking LA. God, oh man, the first time I went to LA, I think I had to play it against, I had to play against. Uh, the Chargers or something. No, 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 I'm sorry. Wasn't no teams in LA then. I'm sorry. What? San Diego Chargers then. It was the, you know, but I, I, and I know I'm rambling, but it's just, I'm just happy for you because you said, no, oh, no, no, no. Well, before I got the scholarship, I still had access to everything. I still could do Gator Made. They didn't see that's the part that most people don't get. They'll think, wait a minute, you telling me I don't have to be on scholarships? Mm, you have Florida, aren't you? Yeah. You go to practice, don't you? Yeah. You go lift, don't you? Yeah. You go to training table, you go to treatment. Go talk to Miss Savannah. She she ain't that tall, but she she like got the you know the presence of Shaq for a little bit. Are you so when you you say that during spring break you going to LA, huh? You gonna be out there in LA? Yes, sir. I mean, you you talk about how you have all the access to these different things. I really just have to sit back and like recognize it, you know, because. Like you said, we have a lot going on outside of just football, but just being grateful for what you have and just like thanking God each and every day for what he's allowed me to have. And um, these resources that we get is second to none. And I'm so thankful for this opportunity to get to take advantage of those, whether it's Gator Made, whether it's going on these trips or if it's coming to practice on 
fall camp when it's 100 degrees outside and getting to work alongside all these guys that I really care about. So, Graham Mercer's on here. I asked him, I said, Graham, what, what is, how would you describe this team? I asked him, how would you describe it? He said, hungry and ready. We're going to be hungry. And we're gonna be ready. He said, Look, I get it. We are what our record says it was. We ain't, we ain't, we ain't, no, no one's gonna give us anything based off of what we didn't do last year, no matter what we could have done. He said, hungry and ready. How would you describe this team? I mean, uh, you know, Taylor, I mean, you guys, I see you guys going to work every day. Y'all pushing them sleds. I hate people, listen. Them boys got to push sleds inside the bubble. Inside, you know, inside indoor, which means ain't no, they ain't finna get that early in the morning, little dew on the ground. Mm, 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 mm. They got to push it. And it's got, I think y'all got to have like three to a sled. Listen, sleds are undefeated, people. When you walk out and see a sled, you, you stop smiling, you stop talking, you know, oh. But he said, but Graham said, you guys are hungry, you know, and ready. How would you describe this 2024 squad? I, I love what Graham said. But to add on it, I would also say like hardworking, dedicated, and disciplined. I think that what Coach Fitz is bringing in uh, with his team, and like you said, these sled pushers. Are, I'm looking out at the indoor right now, and I'm looking at that sled. It's it's tough now, but uh, what he's doing to change this dynamic of our team, and we're really holding each other accountable more, and just making sure that you do it right or you don't do it, because mm-hmm. we're only taking it one way this year in terms of how hard you're going to work and how hard you're going to do everything that you do. And so I think this team is going to be hardworking, dedicated, and disciplined from this point until the end of the season. How how bad do y'all want to win? I know how bad y'all want to win. I mean, I, no one wants to win more than the players. I mean, we the ones that got to go out there and, you know, execute the game plan. But it's something about wanting to win for your head coach. When you talk about – when I hear about Coach Napier and – what he means to every player. I mean, I heard Anthony Richards say, hey, man, you you text him, he'll text you back. Like, what? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you text him, he'll call you back. Hey, man, I'm going to call you. You know, having that level of openness and transparency with a head coach, you know how it is. You know, Taylor, you've had a lot of coaches in your life. They just don't have time to do that. You don't even expect that from a head coach. A position coach, strength coach, a trainer. But how bad do you guys want to win, not just for each other, but for him, I, let me say this. He don't need no validation. I, I, I remember Coach Napier when he was at Louisiana and what he did in the Sun Belt to get the job at Florida. But we are, but we in a we you know we in a results driven business. Unfortunately, how bad do the players understand, the fellas? We got to do this for him because culture is the hardest thing to build. It is the hardest thing to build in life, in a family, in a business, an organization. But with a bunch of eighteen to twenty somethings. Y'all are the product. Do you guys have them conversations sometimes, whether it's, I don't know, organically or just walking by saying, look, man, that dude in there, that dude love us, man. He care about us. We got to get them dubs for him. I think everybody understands that there's a certain level of we want to win more than anybody else. Like you said, the players want to win more than anybody else do. And to do it for Coach Napier is huge. Because like I said, it's not just me. It's not just another person. Like, we all have a personal relationship with Coach Napier. And to win for him is huge. And winning for each other is huge. And we want to raise the level that Florida knows we can be at. And so moving forward, it's we got to win for us, for each other, for individuals, and for Coach Napier and the rest of the staff. Because – 
like you said, culture is so hard to build and it, it does take time. And I think he's doing a really, really, really good job working in our team to build that culture and the results are going to come. And I'm looking forward to this season because it's going to happen. I mean, before I let you out here, though, we talking about looking forward to the season. I mean, the two-tone blue got $73 million to spend in free agency now. I know, I, I know that they got this young man in Houston named C.J. Stroud. He did a great job. as a rookie. We gave it to him. Congratulations to him. But, you know, we have to we, – we, we, I thought we were going to have to deal with them boys from Jacksonville. But, you know, they laid it. We did keep them out. Let's, yeah, we, we did. did. We did keep, you know, the six six or whatever, whatever Trevor Lawrence is. You you just go back to Jacksonville, enjoy the weather. You ain't going. But if the Titans go out there and do what we know they're capable of doing, because they got we, they got money to spend, how much are you looking forward to getting back to to the winning ways in the AFC South? I mean, listen, sorry. I'm not, oh 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 oh, and Titans got a new stadium coming soon. Gonna have a dome. I'm just saying, I'm going to that. I'm, I don't know about That's you, but I'm, I'm in there for that. But how you feel about, you know, our Titans being able to say, man, look, we know we got to deal with the P. Mah- Patrick Mahomes and the Lamar Jacksons and the, and the, and the uh, you know, and the Joe Burrows and, the, you know, Josh Allen's of the world when you get to the playoffs. But we run the AFC South. I can say that. No, the Titans run the AFC South. We just had a bad year in 2023. Absolutely. I cannot wait to see what Mr. Carthon and the rest of them do this offseason and build up for next year for the Titans. Cause like you said, we own the AFC South. It's our division and we're going to get it right back. We're going to get it right back. I, I have no doubt. Tighten well, up who, always. Well, who would you favorite? Who would you favorite? Who would you favorite Titan growing up? Growing up, it was CJ 2K had to be. He was, <laughs> he was the man. Chris Johnson. Are you kidding me? C- he was different. C- it was he, the speed was different. And it was like watching the Gators, too, because we always had insane speed when I was growing up. It was like we had speedsters. And so it was the same on the Titans when I was growing up with Chris Johnson at running back. It was huge. Favorite, favorite. What's your favorite moment? You As a Titans fan, what is the moment you always remember? Like, man, this, the, the, I mean, this cemented your Titan fandom when you saw it. Sorry, can you say that one more time? I say, what is your favorite Titan moment? Like, you've seen a lot of them. This 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 moment cemented you as a Titan fan for life. Um, honestly, probably back in this is probably a surprising answer, but when we beat the Texans a few years back to clinch the AFC South, and Derrick Henry ran for like 250 yards and got over 2,000, that was like, let's go because we're legit. And like for him to clinch the AFC South and for Derrick to get 2,000 that season, it was like this is my team. I'm gonna ride with them and like. My other team in professional sports I root for a lot are the Miami Heat. And I think the Miami Heat and the Tennessee Titans are very, very similar in how it's like, we're going to work hard and we're going to outwork you. And that's how we're going to win. And I, I love that about the Titans. And that's really that game, I think, exemplified that because we just ran the ball the whole game and ran right through them. Ladies and gentlemen, he is Taylor Spiritual, the son of John Spiritual. He is from Franklin, Tennessee. He did not go to the University of Tennessee. He reps them boys from Gainesville, also reps them two-tone dude boys from Nashville, also likes them boys down there in Miami. Yeah, he he likes South Florida team, but it's the Miami Heat. Shout out to Dwayne Wade, who will get the, who will be the first ever uh, professional sports player to have a statue outside of the Miami. So Wade County, W-A-D-E, for those of you who don't know, but now on scholarship, been to Oregon, going to LA, 
Hey, all I can say is, man, it, listen, life has to be great to be Taylor Spirito these days because I don't know what his favorite route gonna be next year. Just throw that, just throw it to him. Throw, let's get it to him in space. I, listen, I, I know the skill set. And for those of you thinking, oh man, get the ball in his hand, just just so I can go back to some of them Tennessee days. He was all over the radio up there going crazy. He was a local celebrity in Franklin. For those Franklin isn't big enough. If you nice, you can't go nowhere. You can't go nowhere in Franklin if you're nice. But more than that, man, he repping them boys. We talking about Gator May. We talking about Gator Good. We talking about Florida Victorious. But this is, right here, this is 84 Reasons. No games, no gimmicks, just reason. But if I got to give you a reason to listen this time, first name Taylor, last name Spirito. And let me tell you something. I know we got to go to Tennessee this year. <laughs> We're going to take this show on the road. Because there is only real one orange, and it's the Gator orange. If you Absolutely. if you want if you want to if you want to uh, have a cream sickle, well, that's the orange they wear up there. It's like baby throw up orange. It's, it's up there in Nashville. We res- listen. We respect them, but we just don't believe they better than us. We know we got to play the game. It's a long time from here. Listen, Taylor, stay healthy. Tell tell them youngins remember when you remember when you first got in the wild out room you was asking questions now they asking you questions hey taylor did i do this right <laughs> that's what they don't tell you right ricky pearsall we gonna miss you boy we miss you. We, we love everything you meant to the universe of florida but now them youngins walking in saying taylor did i get my depth taylor leading the drill man i'm super duper proud of you super duper happy for you i know every time you go home your friends like man you been lift the waist all i do is run and lift what all i do is run and lift up <laughs> I run, I lift, I push sleds, and in between, I try to get a bite to eat. I can't remember what I ate, but I did eat something. <laughs> yes, sir. Thank you for having me on. This has been super fun. Hey, man, thank you for coming on, man. This is going to be one of many. Like I say, I try to get you. I always say this. I want to get them when they ain't got no hair on their face yet. When I see them 10 years later, I say, Taylor, remember what? Yeah, man, we're sitting in front. I try to get you now, man. But listen, keep that smile on your face. Keep God first. Listen, understand that haters have to have a job. Without people like ourselves, they wouldn't have nothing to hate on. But guess what? <laughs> haters and supporters both bought a ticket. They both understand because they got to watch yes, it. So don't worry about it. Keep being you. Yes, sir. Thank you so much.